Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. Who the fuck is this piece of shit? Can somebody tell me who the fuck is this person? The Rageaholic? Razorfist? What is this person? What is their political leaning? Can somebody tell me? I don't know. I've never seen a video of theirs. Please explain to me. Are they, are they right-leaning? Are they left-leaning? Are they a centrist? Are they just a dipshit? I have no idea. Please. There's only one thing that I know about this person. Only one singular thing. And that it is they have put out a video called The Socialism of National Socialism. Damn! Listen up, folks, real quick, okay? You should always be suspicious when somebody says, actually, the Nazis were socialist, because only a phenomenally idiotic person could say that. And most people are actually genetically incapable of arriving at such a stupid conclusion to themselves. There are chemicals to prevent it. You know, there are fail-safes. Uh, uh, metal doors clank shut to prevent that thought from entering the brain. Usually that thought comes from a politically motivated place. Every single time I've heard somebody say, ooh, the Nazis were socialist, they were actually Nazis or very close to it, who are trying to muddy the waters and cheapen the definition of what Nazism actually is. Now, I'm a little bit concerned that's what we're going to be getting here, because if we take a look at this here description, history professors have worked overtime for nearly 80 years, reframing a political movement with socialism in the title to mean anything but and that's lovely, until you actually analyze the politics of those in the movement. I am ready for somebody who unironically believes that your their YouTube video is going to supersede 80 years of historical consensus. I am going to be as cruel and as mean to this person as I am capable of being. It is essential to me that this is the case. The donation lizard thing is off center. Disgusting. I take it out to the trash. Just like I'm about to take this boy out to the trash. Show me. Show me what you've got. Nazis were socialists. I hate his voice. I despise his I'd voice. Flop that one right on your chin off the bat to frighten off all the ideologues. The party that became the Nazis existed even before the establishment of fascism, though in a greatly altered, infinitely more communistic form as early what? as 1920 or so. What the fuck is he talking about? Oh my god, we actually, oh, oh my god, we actually opened up with so many stupid claim, oh god. ...that became the Nazis existed even before the establishment of fascism, though in a greatly... Okay. ...the party that became the Nazis... The party that became the Nazis... ...existed even before the establishment of fascism... ...existed before the establishment of socialism. What the, f I mean, of, of fascism, what the fuck does that mean? Fascism. Establishment of fascism? Though in a greatly altered, infinitely more communistic form. Communistic form. So there was a pre-Nazi party that was communistic. Alright. I'm ready. As early as 1920 or so. But the authoritarian colossus we know from the 40s and 30s became what it was in direct response to the ascent of Italian fascism under Prime Minister and eventual dictator Benito Mussolini, from whom I will now quote. 
State intervention in economic production. Oh God, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Let's intervene quickly. For those of you who are unaware, the definition of socialism is an economic system by which the means of production are owned collectively by the workers, by the workers. So if you have a factory and a hundred people work there, those 100 people owning that factory collectively would be an example of socialistic enterprise. Now, with that being said, let's go over the quote. ...arises when private initiative is lacking or insufficient, or when the political interests of the state are involved. This intervention may take the form of control, assistance, or direct management. This is from Fascism, Doctrines and Institutions, published in 1932, pages 135 to 136, in case you were fucking curious. Outright... This guy really gets off in reading fascist literature. ...seizing the means of production... Whoa! ...is the bedrock of socialism. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. I love it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I know I'm going to have to put a lot of thought into my video responses. I'm ready for this one. The government seizing industry has nothing to do with fascism. Governments have seized industry since time fucking immemorial. It has happened in feudal and monarchical societies. It has happened in empires. It has nothing to do with socialism. Unless you're listening to tankies, okay? Don't listen to the fucking tankies. Unless you've been taking your pointers on socialism from Bernie fucking Sanders, this point should not. Fascism literally means collaboration between uh, enterprise and the state. When the government and big business collaborate with one another to uh, uh, to unify class interest and be an you know, authoritarian regime from that point. Um, this has literally fucking nothing to do with socialism. This guy's gonna make so many points so quickly. Marxism, even. Incidentally, the book I've just quoted, essentially the Bible of fascism, was large- Notice how the meme right here. I can feel an uprising in my lower class at the thought of access to your major means of production. See how in the meme he just put right up there? It's the lower class that is meant to seize the means of production, whereas the quote he just threw forward was an authoritarian leader using the state to seize the means of production from business. Those are very fucking different things. It turns out that pragmatically the consequences of the state seizing an enterprise is unbelievably different, incomparable to what would have to happen for workers collectively to seize that enterprise. This is like this is like watching a game of soccer and you say anytime anyone kicks the ball, you it's the exact same time you scream goal anytime anybody kicks the ball. Like sometimes when you kick the ball it does indeed lead to a goal. There are many ways of kicking the ball where there are no goals involved. But this is but that's Razor Fist over here. That's Razor Fist over there in the corner. He's losing his shit over the Go! Go! Every single time somebody puts their foot on the fucking ball. It's insane. Even. Incidentally, the book I've just quoted, essentially the Bible of fascism, was largely ghostwritten by Giovanni Gentile, the scarcely acknowledged From JoJo? individual who actually conceived the concept of fascism in the first place. Gentile was a philosopher and at one point an outright Marxist. He was murdered two years before even Mussolini was by communism. <clears throat> partisans the mistaken presumption that fascism is corporatism so wait what the f wait so first of all this guy is weirdly familiar with fascist literature that sets off a couple of alarm bells for two you say he used to be a communist but then became a fascist and then he was killed by other communists 
What point is this meant to make? This is one of the things, this is one of the ways you know you're dealing with somebody who can't make an actual point. Notice that we are now one minute and 25 seconds into the video, which for this guy, his fucking talking speed is more than enough time to make a point, and he has yet to actually make one. No affirmative claims have been made, no statements, no arguments. All he's doing is listing off a collection of facts that, when viewed from a particular angle in a particular way, maybe suggest possibly... That, that that some narrative is procured, that there's some message you can take from it. But no arguments are being made, because making an argument means your argument can be shit on. Now, a lot of the historical claims he's making, or at least some of them are true, some of them are absolute dog shit, but by stacking all of these claims together without attempting to make an argument, you can make the appearance of a claim without having to substantiate it in the same way you would an argument. Let's see if he ever actually gets around to making an argument. Fix the donation placement? What the fuck does that mean? Somebody donate. Do it. Quickly, someone do it. Somebody donate. It's way off screen to the right. That's super weird. Do it quickly. Quickly, it's the only way. It's the only way. I haven't seen it. I need to see it to know what's wrong. Quickly, somebody. You're our only hope. It's right there. You guys are fucking weird. So often espoused and re-espoused by so-called democratic socialists to demarcate themselves from the Nazi and fascist ideology their movement inevitably inspired is based on a quote attributed to Mussolini in the Encyclopedia Italiana. And for the reasons I've just mentioned- Notice again, he's just citing, he's just throwing out historical facts uh, left and right, failing to make an argument. Yet one minute 40 into here. ...has seen heavy traffic in leftist circles. It's even popped up in supposed history programs on TV and YouTube. You know who you fucking are. He abandons his anti-capitalism to instead embrace private entrepreneurship with an element of syndicalism thrown in to give workers more influence without eliminating the traditional employer-employee relationship in a corporatist structure. This is bullshit. That quote is as follows. Fascism should more properly be called corporatism because it is the merger of state and corporate power. The problem? The quote is apocryphal. Outright what? fiction. Wait. Okay. So right now, I don't know why, I expected this was going to be a video on how National Socialism is Socialism, which has yet to be established or even hinted at in any form. But right now he's wasting time explaining the origins of a quote from one person that would later go on to be one part of the multi-faceted uh, definition of fascism. What the fuck is this point? What point is he trying to make? The, ah, but hmm, what the historians failed to acknowledge is the, the quote didn't even come from- What the fuck is he talking about? What the fuck is this video? It not only never appears in the Encyclopedia Italiana. What is the relevance of this? The definitions of things aren't created by finding the etymology of the definition. The definitions of things are given power when we collectively decide that a definition accurately describes the thing in question. Whether the quote, uh, uh, fascism is state and corporate power combined or whatever, whether that was a product of the state, whether that was a product of Mussolini, whether that was a product of a fucking random neo-Nazi drunkard somebody was listening to as they got out of the fucking bar, whether or not that was a product of fucking Abraham Lincoln, it literally doesn't matter. None of it, the origins of the quote are utterly irrelevant to its descriptive power. Nowadays, 
We recognize that historically, fascistic regimes have a tendency to unify with the corporate elements of their country and unify state power with those elements, putting state officials in charge of many corporations and having corporate officials weigh in on state issues so they can leverage state and corporate industrial power together to collectively suppress the working class. This is a commonality amidst fascist regimes throughout history. It happened in fucking Germany. It happened in Italy. It happened in fucking Japan. It happened everywhere every time so whether or not this fucking quote comes from benito mussolini or some random dipshit or somebody just misquoted it and wrote it down on the back of a shit smeared bar napkin it is unironically irrelevant to the discussion so why are we dedicating time to it my precious time i'm gonna die one day and i'm going to lay there on my deathbed thinking i could have had more time with my grandchildren had I not wasted any of it on this? But the statement is outright contradicted by several within the doctrine of fascism, like the one about seizing the means of production that I just quoted. Remember, seizing the means of production doesn't exactly clarify who is seizing the means of production. When workers do it, it's socialism. When the state does it, that could be a part of many types of authoritarian regimes. But we're not here to talk about fascists in Italy or otherwise, or how fellow on. set about erasing the socialistic origins of Mussolini's rise. The outbreak of a socialist revolution in one country will cause the others to imitate it or so to strengthen the proletariat as to prevent its national bourgeoisie from attempting any armed intervention. Th this supports my argument. Benito Mussolini was opposed to Marxism. Hitler was opposed to Marx. I haven't even gotten started on my 18,000 fucking talking points for how socialism and Nazism are incompatible. Not incompatible, there are Nazpols nowadays, but the historical Nazi movement was not socialist. I haven't even gotten started. This literally supports my point. He's talking about the spread of Marxism. Fascists hate Marxists. Fascists praise class collaboration. Marxists praise class conflict. Fascists want the state to seize corporate power. Communists or Marxists want the proletariat to seize um, industrial power. These, these are completely Completely. These, these do not. I am trying to mesh my hands together to illustrate the point. But as you can see, the hands are shaped in a way that makes it impossible for the two to mesh as they would here. See, this is what it's supposed to be like. These are the. This is fucking Nazism and socialism. We have noxious gender studies majors with more hair. Ooh. <laughs> Do you think this guy is jealous of um, uh, gender studies majors because even in their level of expertise, they vastly outweigh him in, in understanding of the world? Gotta, gotta throw in all those. I need blue-haired and I need man-bun thrown in there too. Man-bun for me. I want to feel included. Colors than personality. The origins of Mussolini's rise. We have noxious gender studies majors with more hair colors than personality traits for that. So let's rap about Nazis, shall we? Literally, Hitler's Germany, like Mussolini's Italy, reserved the right to seize the means of production should it become unproductive. Hence, the government shall intervene when incentive is lacking, quote I reference from fascism doctrines and institutions. Both Italy and Germany retained this policy, though the cooperation of private... Sorry, I hit the mute button. I hit the mute button while I was slamming my hands around. They were seized by the state, my friends. Those unproductive businesses were seized by the state. 
not by the proletariat. I don't know if this person has realized this, probably not, because this person strikes me as like unironically like subhuman IQ, like legit 40, 30, maybe three or four standard deviations below the mean um, tier IQ, like, uh, you know, kind of soupy brain syndrome. When you shake your head around, you feel it slosh. Um, so I, I maybe he hasn't thought about this, but you do realize that for thousands of years, the state has been able to seize industries that it felt was unproductive, right? Uh, em imperial ministers would do this. Monarchs would do this. What? This is this is completely asynchronous to the nature of socialism. This is just something authoritarians do. If authoritarian leaders want to seize control of an industry, they often do so. This can this concurs with fascism. This has even happened in capitalism. This has even happened in liberal democracies. There have been instances of the government exerting uh, excessive control or even completely seizing industries that it felt were operating so poorly, either because they were in debt to the government or because they had been held like this massive criminal conspiracy got got fucking loaned out. Yeah, the United States did this extensively in World War II. This is by no way, shape, or form a characteristic of socialism. And so I wonder if this guy would apply this same dumb fuck standard to every other society that exists. Oh, yeah, well, America? Well, back in World War II, we see some industries now. Ah, yep. Yeah. Socialism. Ah, yeah, King Louis XIV? Well, when, uh, <clears throat> when trade syndicates were performing under expectations, he would use state power to force their leader. Mm, yep, socialism? Yep. Every, actually, I've got it. What if everything is socialism, friends? What if everything is socialism? Why fight for a socialist revolution when you're already in one? What a beautiful world. We've done it, guys. We did it. We did it. Nice industry under threat of seizure and violence meant they were rarely forced to actually employ it. But make no mistake, the threat was real. In fact, the 25-point economic plan of the Nazi party included the following, quote, I'm ready for not a single one of these points to even remotely Marxist. Quote, the nationalization of all trusts. Let's go over that. I, I, I can't listen to his fucking voice. We demand the nationalization of all trusts. Well, as we've established, nationalization of industry and seizure by the state has nothing to do with socialism. We demand profit sharing in large industries. We'll get to that one when he gets to that one. We demand an agrarian reform in accordance with our national requirements and enact the law to expropriate the owners without compensation of any land needed for common purpose. The abolition of ground rents and the prohibition of all speculation in land. Yeah, in accordance with national requirements. Again, this is just the state seizing things. This has nothing to do with um this has nothing to do with socialism. And the immediate communalization of large stores that will be rented cheaply to small tradespeople. So that is communalization of all stores which will be rented cheaply to small tradespeople. Who is doing the renting to the small tradespeople? It's the state. The state controls everything. The state delegates to corporations what it will, but when it needs national purpose to be filled, the state takes form. Every time. Now, there's only one point in here that actually contradicts that. The profit sharing in large industries. Now, being that I am slightly more familiar with history than your average high school student, I can actually inform you confidently that at no point during the entirety of the existence of Nazi Germany was there any socialist profit sharing?
In reality, many of the economic points that were put forward by Nazis were meant to appease and pull over some of the more left-leaning um, elements of the German uh, citizenry um, prior to the Nazi seizure of power. So that's why they called themselves National Socialists. They did a bunch of shit. They appealed to the very popular uh, uh, language of socialism at the time to consolidate popularity before, you know, mask off, seizing the state. Same thing as, by the way, People's Republic of China or the Democratic People's Korea. You see, there's a, it's actually possible for an authoritarian regime to say they're going to do one thing and then actually do another. Now, there was an element of the Nazi party that was genuinely socialist. They were called the Strasserites. He Strasser, he was he was a leader within that sort of faction of the Nazi party. They were actually Marxists. They actually wanted a proletarian revolution to to seize the means of production. Actually, like for real. And then they all died. The Nazi party killed them all. And Hitler wrote a book where he described communism as, as, as Jewish degeneracy and as cultural Bolshevism, a Jewish plague that in, encourages in its population collectivism and other forms of uh, degenerate social and uh, economic thinking. So I think it's safe to say the Nazi party actually rather disliked the socialist elements of its constituency, considering the fact that they all died. Strasserism was overtly anti-Marxist and Jewish. Yeah, but their um their economic principles were derived in part from Marx. They were overtly anti-Marxist and Jewish because it was the only way they could have any credence within the Nazi party until they were killed anyway. The Strasserites were pretty yikes. Yeah, they were Nazis. Profit sharing in large industries and an agrarian reform in accordance with our national requirements and the enactment of a law to expropriate owners without compensation of any land needed for the common purpose. The abolition of ground rents and the prohibition of all speculation in land. A particularly alarming one was also, quote, we demand the immediate communalization of At least large he talks stores, quickly. which will be rented cheaply to small tradespeople. A law that wouldn't look a bit out of place at a Seattle city council meeting does he think that seattle is socialist i literally live in seattle now and i'm reasonably certain that i'm not participating in some kind of like walled off socialist commune this again this is one of the hallmarks of anti-intellectualism in their cheap attempt to get to throw out gotchas at every like earlier with the gender studies thing he will conflate any and all manner of, of, of systems, ideas, historical periods, because his goal here isn't actually to portray a historically accurate or, or, or politically cogent take. His goal here is to set an us versus them. So here, what he's doing, and this is very obviously an anti-left screed, is associating the left with Nazism and then associating that leftist Nazism with stuff like gender studies majors and Seattle and those other big city bug men, those degenerate queers, you know? That's the goal of media like this, and that's why he keeps taking those shots. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy was a Nazi himself, or at the very least so close to being a Nazi that many of their policy positions would be indistinguishable socialist policies all, which wasn't surprising. Gottfried Feder, who first drafted them, was an adamant anti-capitalist. He was later- 
Fascists are also anti-capitalists. ...made the economic planner under Hitler and the Nazis, as was Ferdinand Zimmermann, a.k.a. Ferdinand Fried. Reading Fried's writings in Die Tat illuminates the socialistic underpinnings of National Socialism whole cloth. He also wrote a book in... Well, wait. What are those underpinnings? You just throw a book up in front of us. What are those underpinnings? Because everything that you've explained is socialistic so far is actually just evidence of state power and has nothing to do with proletarian revolution or caste conflict. So what exactly is in this book that indicates the socialistic leanings? Illuminates the socialistic underpinnings of National Socialism whole cloth. He also- Vosh, I'm pretty sure this is in bad faith. Really? This video is in bad faith? Made by an idiot? deliberately trying to muddy the waters, who is very, very purposefully not making direct arguments and instead throwing out a smorgasbord of historical facts and half-truths in a desperate attempt to force the audience into making conclusions that he himself will not make because they're easily debunked by anyone who has any level of familiarity with these historical points? Surely not. Wrote a book entitled Das Ende des Kapitalismus. Hey, you know who else wants to end capitalis capitalism? Fucking monarchists. Does everyone who wants to end capitalism uh, become a socialist? A title I'm sure I don't need to translate. In 1932, Hitler asserted his first act would be an expressively socialist job creation program. Oh, yeah. Marx, first person to come up with Jesus Christ, and, and then Hitler's grand proposal to feed the German people, clearly derivative of Das Kapital. What the fuck? Uh, bring the people bread? Ah, yes. From Kropotkin's bread book. Ah, yes. Naturally. What the fuck is the socialist policy of uh, overcoming unemployment? The uh, the Germany was in a deep, deep, deep depression. There was horrible inflation after World War One. The, Vi the Weimar, Weimar sorry, Republic was collapsing. Th th fixing unemployment is socialist? Damn. Does that make Donald Trump socialist because of our record low unemployment? Donald Trump campaigned on getting unemployment down below a really low number, and he actually succeeded. It's really low right now. Does that mean Donald Trump is a socialist? Damn. Holy shit. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Donnie Trump. Oh, wait. There are my alerts. No wonder they're so far off to the side. Why are you over there, buddy? Here, let me move you over. <laughs> there we go. I found the issue. Well... Whatever. Once appointed chancellor, he admittedly shifted to rearmament, but it should be noted that he repeatedly stated this was effectively a job. Well, just gonna skip over that fact, huh? Ah, yes, the socialist leader who promises unemployment and then, once given power, immediately begins pushing for military expansionism. A cl classic socialist move. Job creation program anyway. Socialists often lapse into warmongering to fund their flagging job oh. programs. Just ask Woodrow Wilson. We'll Woodrow Wilson? Explain why that is in a moment. Wait, I can't wait. I'm actually excited right now. I want to know some examples of socialist leaders engaging in military interventionalism when their domestic policies are failing. For one, this is something all authoritarian leaders do. Not even authoritarian. This is something all leaders do. Literally fucking Margaret Thatcher did it. Um, George W. Bush did it. The other George Bush did it. Everybody fucking does this. If there's an opportunity to wage war to stir up jingoistic like nationalism to avoid the failing poll numbers, then you go for it. J literally fucking Vladimir Putin 
in in post USSR Russia, so this is a oligarchical capitalist society, uh, was appointed, I think, prime minister at three percent. He had three percent approval rating initially when he was appointed, uh, just from being some local bureaucrat, mayor, or something. And then after dealing with the Chechnyan crisis by manufacturing a terrorist attack and then killing tens of thousands of innocent civilians. His approval rating jumped up to like 15 times that, like just shy of 50%. Classic socialist oligarchical leader, Vladimir Putin. Damn. They're flagging job programs. Just ask Woodrow Wilson. We'll explain why I'm that really is excited for us to get to that. Maynard Keynes, father of Keynesian economics, oh, and no. philosophical force behind most contemporary regulated economies, praised Hitler's policies in the preface to the German edition of his book, The General Theory, which was released during Nazi rule. Quote, what, what does this have to do with socialism? Nevertheless, the theory of output as a whole, which is what the following book purports to provide, is more easily adapted to the conditions of a totalitarian state than is the theory of the production and distribution of a given output under conditions of free competition and a large measure of of laissez-faire. Oh. Wow, no shit. Keynesian economics, which is based in government intervention, in large part, it's complicated, and I'm not an economist, but, um, economist, but Keynesian economics, which is based on the principle that government intervention in a free market economy can produce better outcomes, functions better in a society where the government is more easily able to intervene in the economy, like an authoritarian one. It should be noted, by the way, that Keynesian economics is not socialist in any way, shape, or form. It is completely capitalist. 100%. There is nothing socialistic. I know all about my Keynesian economics because I took that fucking GE shit in college. And let me tell you, folks, if, they, if somewhere in Keynesian economics was the phrase proletarian revolution, it skipped me by. It skipped me right by. Maybe I was too busy uh, uh, dyeing my hair multiple colors for me to, uh, to, to really catch that one. Unquote. Socialism is not only married... Nothing about that quote says socialism. Where are you getting that from, you stupid piece of shit? ...to Nazism. It thrives under it. But only, of course, if you consider the father of modern socialist economics to be in any way an authority. Keynes. Father of modern socialist economics. Damn. Everything really is socialism. Holy shit. Nazis were socialist. America is socialist. The bailout back in fucking 2008, that was socialist. Uh, Sweden is socialist. Uh, uh, the EU is socialist, naturally. Uh, 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 the NHS is socialist. The post office is socialist. Um, uh, King Louis Fourteenth or Emperor? Louis Vuitton? Oui, oui? Also a socialist. Uh, plenty of government-run programs back in those days. Um, hmm. Alexander of Macedonia. Well, if I recall correctly, he was the arm of the state, and the state controlled the military. And I'm pretty sure he also had something to do with dealing with unemployment. So, Alexander of Macedonia. That's, that's another socialist. Yeah, the Roman Empire was... Of course the Roman Empire was socialist. Don't be stupid. Oh, yeah, the Chinese dynasty. Yes. Oh, oh Xi Jinping. Oh, of, of course he is a fucking socialist, naturally. Portugal. Um, I, I mean, really, honestly, if you think about it, I struggle to think of any forms of economics that aren't socialism. Um, if, Ke if Keynes is fucking socialist... Tell, tell me more, Razor Fist. 
I'm a fucking subject. Clinging to technicalities while skirting the meat of the matter is the surest sign of a facile fucking argument. And those who purport the Third Reich's economy was capitalist go one further still, ignoring the threat of seizure by government and ignoring that even what little private ownership they had was in fact largely ceremonial. The so I'm going to go over, I hope he moves on from this point because this is so stupid. Like this is, I I don't know, like, is it ableist? I hope Razorfist hears, like I'll, I'll tweet at Razorfist, I don't know. I actually want Razorfist to feel ashamed of making this video. Are all of his videos this stupid? I'm not, I'm not joking, I'm actually asking. This isn't like a bit. I want to know if all of his videos are this bad. Um, and while you're telling me, I'm going to say this, okay? So first of all, not only did he just cite Keynesian economics without proving in any way that it's socialist, not only does he not even know the definition of socialism, it's, it's really strange. He's done all this research into fascism. He's, done, he's read all these books, apparently. He's quoting them. Absolutely no understanding of what socialism is. Grade school understanding. Socialism is when government does stuff. Really interesting to me that in a video where he's trying to prove the case that the Nazis were socialist, he just found the time to read a bunch of, you know, fascist, Nazi, you know, uh, uh, Mussolini era, um, you know, texts and just, ah, ah, any socialist literature, ah, darn, slipped right by. And then, and then he just, in this part, we can listen to it again. It was really good. Go one further still. Ignoring to purport the Third Reich's economy was capitalist. Go one further still. Ignoring the threat of seizure by government and ignoring that even what little private ownership they had was in fact largely ceremonial. So, and what he just said right there was a flat out lie. Anyone is free to look up the statistics themselves. Um, the Nazi German economy was mostly privately owned and he even acknowledged that earlier in this video. He said the threat of seizure was forceful enough to keep most corporations in line, preventing government seizure from being necessary in most instances. So even in his own video, he said that the fear of seizure was enough to keep most of the um, economy private, by which I mean the vast majority. And now he's here saying that the little bits of the economy that remained private were mostly ceremonial. So if anyone was wondering whether this was just like ignorance or stupidity, and it's both, it is also deliberate bad faith. I refuse to believe that a human being is capable of making this many points contradicting himself in broad succession without him deliberately lying about something or another. My guess would be that he is a fascist who likes muddying the waters. He certainly looks like one, uh, awkward looking, thinks sunglasses are cool, thinks monochrome filter is cool, long unkempt hair, wearing a shirt that's crossing out the hammer and sickle. I, I, you know, I mean, I don't know, just as a, as loser fail son aesthetics go, I mean, he's pretty much on point on this one. The substantive powers of ownership. As oh yeah, the gloves. Oh, if only they were fingerless gloves. With all socialist regimes were enjoyed not by the citizenry, but by the German government. It wasn't the business owners who decided what to produce, how to produce it, or how many to produce. The Nazi government did that. It Damn, you're saying that the workers didn't have any say in the control of the industry? 
That sounds pretty socialist. It wasn't the business owners who decided how it was disseminated to market, what to charge, or even what percentage of the profit the owners actually accrued. Here again, the air quotes, capitalist government of Germany did that. Modern Sweden, whose socialist soy pods celebrate as a wonder of capitalist- Socialist soy pods. See? See the venom? That's the point of this video. It's not to espouse any historical fact, it's to delineate which groups of people are associated with Nazis. And in this case, it's every one he disagrees with, which apparently ranges from people in Seattle to people who do gender studies to people with colored hair to soy pod socialists. Apparently. That modern Sweden, whose socialist soy pods celebrate as a wonder of capitalist kumkami economic integration, what? has an all but unregulated economy by comparison. And it's worth noting the Swedish economy. What? Wait. I thought Keynesian economics and state-run industry meant things were socialist, but now he's saying that Sweden is mostly laissez-faire capitalist? These are completely incompatible positions. You literally can't hold both of them unless you're lying to yourself. The fucking cognitive dissonance of this man, or of the people who watched this video and thought it was legit, holy shit. So, um, also, nobody's making the argument that Nazi Germany was capitalist. It was fascist. So fascist governments tend to work in line with capitalist industries, but they are anything but laissez-faire. It's also worth noting that laissez-faire capitalism is not the only form of capitalism. Keynesian economics isn't laissez-faire, and it is still unquestionably capitalism. Because capitalism, for those of you who don't know, means private ownership of the means of production. Or that the owners of a given widget, a factory, a, a business, they are the ones who reap the profits. Singular owner or collective ownership, certainly, but not collective midst the workers. Whether or not that's laissez-faire Keynesian, I mean, that depends on the society, but it's still a form of capitalism. And capitalism can evolve into fascism when state power and corporate power collaborate with one another to form something stronger than either of them separate at the expense of everyone below them. These are all, by the way, nothing that I'm saying right here is high-tier PhD shit. This is all very, very baseline, GE-level political theory. And apparently this guy has a degree. That's embarrassing. I sincerely believe the people in the comments section who are impressed by this video are more impressed by his WPM had to be unregulated because shortly after the sweeping socialist welfare reforms were instituted, economic welfare reforms are not inherently socialist. Growth fucking froze until deregulation began greasing the wheels once more. All I hear is that Sweden is this socialist paradise. We do have a bigger welfare state than the US, higher taxes than the US, but Earlier, he said that welfare states and uh, unemployment programs, along with government seizing control of industry, made something socialist. Again, these are two incomp incompatible points. What he's trying to do is shuffle the worst elements of like historical political theory, that is Nazism, onto socialists, but then to keep socialists from, admittedly incorrectly, pointing at something like Sweden as a successful example, he's going to turn around and say that Sweden is actually capitalist, even though they fit the exact same criteria that he used to demark Germany as socialist. But in other areas, uh, when it comes to free markets, when it comes to competition, when it comes to free trade, Sweden is actually more free market. But we did have a period in the 1970s and 1980s when we had something that resembled socialism, a big government that taxed and spent heavily. And that's the period in Swedish history when our economy was 
going south. There were waiting lines to get health care. People couldn't get the pension that they thought that they depended on for the future. At that point, the, the Swedish population just said, enough, we, we can't do this. As a fair, you know, of course, I'm sure all of you know this. If you're watching me, you probably already know this, but Sweden was never socialist, nor did Sweden ever resemble socialism. There was just more government control and economics. That's it. That's Keynesian. Or that can be other things. There are many economic theories, but it's not socialist. In many ways, Sweden's economy today is less regulated than even we are. Still stewing in socialistic New Deal dog shit as we have been Jesus since World Christ. War II. Thanks, FDR, who praised fascism as a wonder of civic planning, by the by. Ownership of the economy. Again, notice what he just did there. This is a wonderful lesson in misdirection. This person is actually a fairly talented liar. So let's go over the points, premises, and implications one by one. Doing in socialistic is less regulated than even we are. That is not true. Today, the United States of America has industries which are far less regulated than Sweden. That is a fact. By basically every metric, you're getting serious Sticks and Hammer vibes. Me too! This guy's just like Sticks and Hammer. He's a geeky, gangly, long-haired dipshit who wears big glasses, who is completely ignorant of, or willing to lie about, um, uh, historical and uh, political facts, and is probably a Nazi. I, I Yes, that's perfect. That's spot on. All right, so we need to go over point by point. Still stewing in socialistic New Deal dog shit as we have been since World War fucking two. So that's stupid for a number of reasons. For one, the New Deal wasn't socialism. For two, this New Deal Bernie Sanders proposes isn't socialism. I know it's very fun to pretend these things are socialism because Bernie Sanders has fun pretending these things are socialism, but they are, again, not socialism, for the same reason that Sweden isn't socialism. Thank you very much, Razor Fist. For two, America hasn't been stewing in New Deal such and such. For one, the New Deal actually succeeded in revitalizing the economy back during the period when it was originally put in place, and since then, its regulations have been peeled apart piece by piece. It is arguable that over the past 40 years, anything resembling the New Deal has had any effect whatsoever on America. Um, it has been deregulated to the extent that it might as well have never happened. All of that glorious economic prosperity we enjoyed back during the late 40s, mid 50s, up to the mid 60s, was largely a product of the reforms that were put forward through the New Deal, in addition to the fact that we were put in a privileged position, not having to deal with reparations after World War II. We were, after all, not bombed during World War II except for, you know, Pearl Harbor, relatively small. So we were one of the only places left on Earth that hadn't been physically torn apart by the ravages of the war. It was a combination of those New Deal policies and our privileged position not having been directly attacked during the war that afforded us that economic strength. To suggest that America has been writhing in the grip of New Deal since the 1940s is a horrifically ahistorical and monumentally stupid comment. Thanks, FDR! who praised fascism as a wonder of civic planning. Yes, fascism does tend to lead to pretty decent civic planning. A lot of authoritarian government systems do. So again, what is this point? That Benito Mussolini was a Nazi? That Benito, sorry, not Benito Mussolini, that uh, FDR was a Nazi? A socialist and a Nazi? That socialism is Nazism? Was he actually a Nazi? Was World War II FDR the Nazi fighting Hitler the Nazi? I don't know. And since all forms of uh, economic control mean socialism, I guess that means that the USSR actually was socialist, which means Nazi, which means that Hitler was a Nazi. Oh, God. And Churchill, they had the... Whew, Churchill, 
the Britain's reforms back during the 1930s. I think he may have been a Nazi too. Oh God, World War II was literally just four Nazis all fighting each other. Everyone's a Nazi. Okay, bit aside, this is stupid. By the by, ownership of the economy is de facto under fucking Nazism because the watchword of the day was collectivism. Watch oh, I, I, this is the part that I skipped to when I was checking to see if this video would be worth watching. And it took me about six seconds to realize this video was worth my brain cells. Those rallies, folks, see a lot of fancy dans and stunning and brave individuals in that fucking crowd and study the action. Remember, guys, collectivism is when you take a picture of a crowd and people are all wearing a uniform. Collectivism is when there's video footage of a military parade and all of the soldiers are in the same uniform. If it wasn't collectivism, why wouldn't they be wearing different uniforms? content of the speeches if you don't believe me. In his Reichstag speech on January 30th, 1941, Hitler discussed the origins of the Reich and of the National Socialist ideology in the wake of the political upheavals at the end of World War One. Quote, we chose a path... God damn it. Oh, I can't deal with his voice. We chose a path between two extremes. The one of these extremes was holding our people. It was the liberal individualist extreme that made the individual not only the center of interest, but the center of all action. He's critiquing liberalism. On the other hand, our people were tempted by the theory of universal universal humanity which was alone to guide the individual. Our ideas were between the two. So the second thing that he mentions there is socialism, being tempted on one side by liberalism and on the other side by socialism, the theory of universal humanity. That's a critique of collectivism right there. Our ideals were between the two. We saw the people as a community of body and soul formed and willed by providence. That's really weird, not really related to socialism. We are put into this community and within it alone can we form our existence. Now we know, of course, through hindsight, that the community he was referring to was the Aryan community. Providence? Community? This is racialized speech. We have consciously subordinated all considerations to this goal, having shaped all interests according to it, and all our actions. Thus, the national socialist world of thought arose, which has overcome individualism. This common interest regulates and orders, if necessary, curtails, but also commands. Literally nothing here has anything to do with socialism. And there's a pretty explicit condemnation of if, if not socialism, then at least international socialism earlier in that very body. It's even fucking bolded. He rejected the theory of universal humanity, which alone was to guide the individual. This is a critique of both. I, thi I think that Razor Fist is of the opinion, or he's pretending to be of the opinion, that if you are critiquing capitalism or rejecting capitalism in any way, that means intrinsically that you are a socialist. Between two extremes, the one of the... Nope, nope. We saw the people as a community... Nope, nope, the nope. National my voice is better. Nope. ...regulates and orders, if necessary, puts a finer point, tails, but also commands. Looney Uncle Adolf puts a finer point on it later in that very same speech when he says, economically, it meant building a national German economy which appreciated the importance of private initiative, but subordinated the entire economic life to the common interest. Damn, I love that. I love that he thinks that's an argument. I can read it right now in Das Kapital. Mm, yes, in part, this was in part two, okay? Mm, yes. Economic, you should build an economy which appreciates the importance of private initiative. Mm, I, 
I love that bit from Marx. That is my shit. Additionally, subordinate the entire economic life to the common interest. Yes, I love it. That is, that is exactly what I am talking about. When I want to write about economic democracy and proletarian seizure of the means of production. Ooh, yes. Private capital is good. Also, economic productivity should be sublimated to the will of the people. Damn. Nazi businesses were implicitly owned by the state. No, they weren't. Not even close. He's jumped around in this point like eight times. Eight times he has. Exactly eight. I've been counting every single time. So sometimes the German industry was mostly private but kept in line by threat of nationalization. And sometimes almost no elements of the German economy were private and they were uh, uh, mostly ceremonial. Because Nazi citizens were implicitly owned by the state. Not only is Nazism socialist, its authoritarian nature flows from fucking socialism. So an authoritarian socialist state would be one in which uh, democratic communes of proletariat workers collectively work to oppress each other. Like, there is no way from which socialism can necessarily beget authoritarianism because socialism is a form of democratization. The only people they could meaningfully oppress would be people outside the working class. One might call it a um, dictatorship of the proletariat. If one actually read theory and didn't get all of their, uh, all of their political know-how from reading poll. Anyway, let's go over that bit again. Because Nazi citizens were implicitly owned by the state. Not only is Nazism socialist, its authoritarian nature flows from fucking socialism. So this is the closest thing he's had here to making a point. Uh, under socialism, uh, sorry, not under socialism, under national socialism, uh, under Nazism, the citizenry is implicitly owned by the state. You live and die for the state. You are a product of your bloodline. Your bloodline flows from the motherland. The motherland is the community. The community is a part of you, so on and so forth. It's this cyclical, like, pseudo-logic fascist love to... You guys, I mean, you guys have seen my videos before, right? I've argued with Nazis. They all talk like this. They all, they all talk like this, you know? They're like, oh, the, the motherland and oh, the glory of our people. They love these weird, wishy-washy, nonsensical words. Um, authoritarian regimes tend to like this. Um, whatever the case may be, um, it's interesting he says this, this, the people belong to the, you know, to the, to the state. Um, this is describing fascism. This is describing authoritarianism. And it's funny because these systems of control were only really exerted over people who didn't have the economic power necessary to be individually useful to the state. That is to say, the capital owners, the business owners, were a higher class of people under Nazi Germany who collaborated with state interests and were excused from many of the um from many of the forms of political suppression that the average German worker was subjected to. Damn. Now what would we call a system by which the business owners, the pro the bourgeoisie, are privileged by an authoritarian dictatorship but socialism? That sounds like it to me. No point no reason to dwell on this point. Permit me to make a microcosmic example. Do it. Price and wage I controls. permit you. Hey, I permit you. But don't waste my time, Razor Fist, for you have already wasted enough. A classic weapon of socialism that we've sadly adopted ourselves in- What? Price and wage controls. A Price and wage controls. Interesting. 
I remember price and wage controls being implemented by monarchies as well. Oh, well, they were probably socialist as well. Classic weapon of socialism. Oh, wait. I remember price and wage controls also being implemented in Sweden. But I thought Sweden was actually less regulated than the United States of America. What if... What if the point of this video is to call literally everything socialism if we don't like it, but then if those traits could be used to apply to things that are positive, we actually explain away how it's not socialism and is in fact so capitalism, it's more capitalism than the United States of America. ...that we've sadly adopted ourselves in ever-increasing abandon. We're imp we haven't, actually. Things have been getting deregulated more than before. He says he loves throwing out statements like this, in ever-increasing abandon. I don't know if he has, like, a script or if this is all off the cuff or anything. If it's a script, I would be embarrassed typing this out. You know? Like, makes false a historical point, uh, which we have sadly taken upon with ever-increasing abandon. Like, ugh. I would cringe. I'm cringing right now. Imposed on Germany in 1936. This in response to the Nazis vastly overinflating their monetary supply upon achieving power three years previous. Ah, uh, yes, this, the intrinsic socialist component of inflating your monetary supply. In order to fund their exorbitant military increase, not to mention all those welfare and public works programs Bernie Bros and Espresso Socialists refused to fucking acknowledge the Nazis ever had. The Nazis also had a healthcare program that was first implemented by Otto von Bismarck. Notice, this is again, he's trying to take the shots at the people he doesn't like. Espresso Socialists and Bernie Bros. So, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with public works programs, considering they have historically had pretty positive effects on the population. I mean, they actually worked pretty well for Nazi Germany, though most of Nazi Germany's economic miracle was brought about by war and conquest, so I don't know, I don't know how much praise actually belongs to them, probably more to their fucking Wehrmacht soldiers, who did the actual looting that kept the empire going. Let's go over that one more time. Previous. In order to fund their exorbitant military increase, not to mention all those welfare and public... So, every country in the developed world has welfare. Can you imagine somebody actually w walking up to you and making this point? Actually imagine this. I actually, I actually want you to imagine this, okay? Imagine saying like, uh, hey, I think America could use better public works and welfare programs. You know, like every other developed country. Like every, like every developed country in existence right now. Even fucking China has forms of public work programs and welfare. Like every country. And then this guy, this dude, walks on up. He's wearing the same glasses, and somehow in real life, he's still black and white. And he comes up to you and he says, How typical of a Bernie bro, not willing to acknowledge the fact that hm, Nazis were also responsible for public works programs and welfare within their own state. And what could you really say to that except, take a step back. The Nazis also imported food to feed their citizenry. I'm reasonably certain Hitler drank water. Not only are these things not necessarily bad, they're also not socialist. When you pull apart the fact that dipshit over here is yelling at about, about my WPM when I'm angry. 
And he's got a nice script in front of him, and he's got a bunch of nice historical quotes to back up a narrative that he seems afraid to directly endorse. By the way, what he's endorsing right now is functionally Nazi propaganda. Um, it is symptomic of Nazi and fascist ideology to distance oneself from failed previous iterations and to adopt a dishonest, ahistorical reinterpretation of those iterations you can capitalize on to reenact that system. Think of how many neo-Nazis these days are terrified to call themselves neo-Nazis. They call themselves identitarians or white ethnostaters or members of the alt-right. They won't defend Nazi Germany, but then they'll go on to espouse every single belief that the Nazis had back in Nazi Germany, and you wonder why. And the reason why is because people like this, this one, the goofy-looking fucker with the glasses on indoors, and the gloves... benefit from ahistoricality. They benefit from lying. They benefit from muddying the waters, from telling untruths. And there are a thousand ways his arguments could be debunked. If you really slip away the mask, this really is a child's argument here. The hypocrisies laid forth in this video should be evident to anyone who's past high school. And the argument he just made, Bernie bros failed to acknowledge the Nazis did welfare, is so unfathomably stupid, so brain dead, that I, I refuse to believe a person would ever dare throw that out in a live debate. If I was talking to him and he threw that one out, I could dedicate an hour of my life to mocking him for it to thunderous applause of a neutral audience. Because that is such a transparently stupid statement. It is galling and of course i mean if you want uh, uh uh you know another endorsement of the counter argument here um if this was the case why the fuck aren't modern american neo-nazis voting for bernie sanders donald trump is pro-austerity donald trump is um is is capitalist donald trump is um is, is anti-welfare, anti-public works. And Donald Trump was the one who got the vote from the neo-Nazis back in 2016. Why didn't they all vote Democrat? Why didn't they all vote for Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders is a socialist, after all. Bernie Sanders wants public works and welfare programs. He wants to deal with unemployment. Bernie Sanders wants to see a greater level of government control exerted over businesses. Hmm... What does austerity mean? Austerity is a form of, um, it's like a political and economic practice of like deregulation and telling your citizenry they're going to have to get by with less, more or less. And yet for some reason, Bernie Sanders is despised among modern American neo-Nazis. Not just neo-Nazis who have that Jew thing, but also fascists. Basically, everyone who's even remotely ideologically aligned with Nazi Germany supports people like Donald Trump, or used to before he turned out to be a cuck to Israel, and hates people like Bernie Sanders. And that's really weird, because that completely blows out of the water this person's overall point, that there's some sort of synchronicity between the perspectives of Bernie bros and Nazis. Hopefully he moves on to some more interesting arguments. Public works programs, Bernie bros and espresso socialists refuse to fucking acknowledge the Nazis ever had. He also reminds me of Dick Masterson. I feel like this guy is a mix of Dick Masterson and Sticks and Hammer. 
What an embarrassing combination. Anyone who knows anything about Austrian economics knows well what happened next. Shortages, the eternal and inevitable ally of the over-engineered economy. Lower or raise prices as there's a rush on one product, another exists in abundance. It's I'm pretty sure that Austrian economic theorists are not the only ones who would have disagreed with Germany's uh, economic policies post-seizure of the government, but okay. Simply an economic inevitability, whether you're dealing Deutschmarks or fucking wampum. Really, there's only two ways to deal with this self-imposed economic purgatory. Either eliminate price controls, which we know isn't happening under autocratic socialist dictatorships, or assume direct oversight over what is produced, for whom, and fucking when. Both Nazi Germany and the Soviet Bolsheviks took the latter approach. No socialism here. Ludwig von Mises, famed Austrian economist and- So he just went over like 16 points in quick succession, hoping you don't think about any of them too quickly. For one, Austrian economics, like this is like Ayn Rand, this is like far, this is like far right libertarian shit. So for one, um, so the, yeah, this is like ANCAP shit. For one, they are not the only ones who would say that like horrifically over, um, overextended like price caps are going to have negative effects on a capitalist economy or any economy really pretty much any economist will tell you that i think this guy might actually be an ancap yeah 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 i think this guy might actually be an ancap because he just cited someone from mises oh yeah mises praised fascism of course he did yeah because fascists collaborate with capitalists anyway um so we've got that and um then he said, well, both the Soviet Bolsheviks and the Nazi Germans did the same thing. They exerted government control. Again, this is the two-year-old's argument again. Um, just because two states do a thing does not mean that thing is socialist or that they are similar for that thing. Importing grain is good. That's a good thing. Building roads is good. There are many societies, good and bad, that have done those things. And, and they certainly have nothing to do with socialism. Now, please, talk to me about Mises, a person who praised fascism. Approach. No socialism here. Ludwig von Mises, famed Austrian economist and witness to World War I and II. Just so you guys know, I'm not getting into all this right now, but this guy is a literal fucking clown. Mises is like, like, this is like clown world economics right now. This is like, listen, if you're like making a point and it begins with in the immortal words of Ludwig von Mises, if you're, if that's how you're opening it up, okay, you know, before you open it up, okay, you better have your clown shoes strapped on. You better have your comedically small car okay and you better have the fucking nose all right because get 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 the makeup on get ready i'm ready to hear an ancap talking point describe this as the german or nazi model of socialism distinct only in that it was incrementally less obvious than that of the ussr and later china one of the this is actually an argument of my own because if if mises ever like makes a point you can be reasonably certain that the opposite is true you never ever ever want to listen to mises or anyone citing mises on an economic point please god please don't do it guys holy shit okay god damn this would be like if so this would be like um this would be like if somebody was making a political point like they they're like you're having a discussion on politics or ethics and you're like in the immortal words of Mel Gibson and it's the beginning of a 20 minute like talking block okay like it's you just you don't you don't need to try too hard foremost illusions ever fashioned by the media and intelligentsia is of the mythic existence of the socialist economic model this to put it bluntly 
is a flagrant fucking lie. Because socialism by its very nature is not constructive, but oppositional. What the fuck is he talking about? I remember writing like this back when I was in high school and I had no idea what book we were even writing a report on. So I was just like, ah, yes, the grapes of, mm, yes, the grapes of wrath. When one reads The Grapes of Wrath, one's immediate impression of the author's intent is that he, his impression of the Dust Bowl was not constructive, but oppositional. Like, like I, I remember, like, I'm immediately reminded of that level of like, what the fuck are you talking? Please explain. Use your terms. Marx Define. emphasized a worker's revolt against capitalism. He, wait. He knows that socialism involves a worker's revolt? Then why was he... Okay, all right. He's Yeah, he's a deliberate liar. Engels said, quote, The theory of all communists may be summed up in a single sentence. Abolition of private property. Which, remember, not only did Nazi Germany not abolish private property, it actually privatized many industries and privileged those who were in positions of ownership over those private industries. The literal fucking opposite of what socialism and communism could conceivably construe it as. I hate- wait, I'm reading this comment from chat. I don't know, I would never endorse it. I'm well above this level of, of, of degradatory speech, but... Vosh, I hate to sound ableist, but razor uh, Razorfist looks and sounds retarded. Stalking fan 15... That was very uncivil of you. <laughs> socialism has no economic model because socialism what? by its very nature is nothing more than the negation of capitalism. What? Oh my God. All right, I, do I, wait, do I need to argue against this? Let's just let it run. Dark mirror image of an existing model and therein lies its repeated fucking failure. To be defined by your opposite is to be nothing at all. Ask this is literally just like poll speak. Still a vain Satanist, or for that matter, the modern Democratic Party. We're still this. What? Wait, is this guy a nutter? Like, wait, is this guy actually like retarded or insane or something? A full-on Satanist, like the modern Democratic Party. At all, ask a vain Satanist, or for that matter, the modern Democratic Party. We're still the strictures required. Okay, no, 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 okay. He's saying that he's saying the modern Democratic Party is is strictly oppositional, as is as is Satanism. Okay, I don't know, I don't know. May I have no idea. I have no expectations whatsoever for this person's intelligence. Okay. Hey, Bad Bunny, good to see you. Okay, so for those of you who are interested in learning, okay, the idea that saying um the idea that saying um socialism is purely oppositional and not constructive, this is literally word salad. It means nothing. This is indefensible. If this person made this point in a debate, you are legally allowed to give them a wedgie. So socialism can mean a lot of things. It literally just means collective ownership of the means of production. Public. So when the workers own it, that's it. In every other sense, its economic models are very much up for construction. You could have, uh, in a form, laissez-faire socialism. This is completely possible. I don't know why you'd want it, but you could do it. You could have collectively owned businesses that are minimally regulated, that can just fuck around, you know? And you can have more Keynesian forms of socialism. You can have stricter authoritarian forms of socialism. There are tons and tons of books and papers and theories and writings on socialism that explain its economic model. But you'll notice here that not only does he pretend these things don't exist, he cites this meme right here. 
but it's okay because it wasn't real socialism, so you try again, but your system collapses, but it's okay because it wasn't real socialism. The meme, of course, socialism always fails, which, I mean, if socialism means having welfare programs, then America has been doing pretty well for 250 years, but... That aside, you'll notice the meme he throws up here is a meme about socialism not working, but what he's actually talking about is socialism not having any um, actual, like, cohesive economic principles. Um, he just threw this meme up because it was, like, spicy. It has nothing to do with the point that he's making. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, get your clown shoes on. Fucking failure to be defined matter the modern democratic party we're still the strictures required by what socialists construe what if the workers own the state and all industry is state-owned is that not socialism too um yeah that's like super gay socialism no that's not socialism the, there is no way you can't represent democratically the workers of an industry by proxy through the state like it doesn't work that way uh, it, the point of socialism is that if there's an industry the workers own that industry. And you can't, like, you you abstract that process into meaninglessness if it's like, oh, well, it's a state-controlled socialism, but it's the proletarian state. So at that point, you're abstracting the concept of collective ownership to the point that it's no longer meaningfully reflecting the same way on a person's life or level of autonomy over their business. The point is autonomy. The point is freedom. And you don't give the average worker much autonomy or freedom if their enterprise is state-owned, but they're assured that... Don't worry, at least the workers own it. Not useful. True, as a socialist economy, explicitly require a dictator's touch. It's right there in the name. Wage. So what should we call that form of socialism? We call it bad bunny. We call it state capitalism. Us left comms and anarchists, that's our shit. And we make a lot of enemies calling it that. So Leninism isn't socialism? No, that's not all that there is to Leninism. That's that's when you get talking to vanguardism and uh, 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 um, uh, intermediary states and what have you. Controls. The new wages are utterly worthless we focus? without the control to enforce them if you do not sublimate to them, particularly as it's in the self-interest of the entire merchant class to skirt price controls and charge whatever the flying fuck they want as demand for a given item rises or fucking falls. And mere fines aren't going to dissuade a damn- Why is there a merchant class under socialism? That seems a little bit inherently contradictory. ...soul from doing so, leaving one recourse. Simple, severe, often violent penalties with concrete merciless implementation i have no idea what he's talking about right now he's he's just talking about forcing the industry in line with with the state but he did that at the beginning of the video so i don't know why he's doing it now that's a little bit weird that's a little bit strange hell even north korea can't control its black market and that's with mandatory tv propaganda playing in every home and business the threat of imprisonment and execution an unbending curfew and closed borders this means in order for price controls to persist merchants must live in mortal terror of selling the wrong item to the wrong man being out of as a black market seller. why is he to auschwitz why do you think all these socialist uber utopias inevitably need a secret police and what the fuck is he talking about? Okay, so several, so for one, this is literal word vomit. So he's talking about price controls as though those have anything to do with socialism. And now he's saying that you need secret police to attack business owners if the business owners accidentally sell something to the wrong person and then that makes them a black marketeer. This is like, this is literally. This is literally just word vomit. Also, America... America also has secret police? 
Have you ever heard of co-intel? Like this is this is tangential to the actual point, but there, but but America also has discrete intelligence agencies that work within its population to find civil rights leaders, activists, and other threats to government hegemony to take them out. The CIA works abroad and has done more damage than any other intelligence agency in the history of humanity. It's just, it's just a little weird. It sounds almost as though this was a point made by someone who has no fucking idea what they're talking about. And the arbiter of enforcement in these instances is virtually forbidden from being a group of your goddamn peers because the courts couldn't handle that caseload if they fucking wanted. Enter on-the-spot arbitration. Want to give prison what a pass? He Talk to my pal Hans about? over there holding the Luger. And this is all to enforce a pissant policy like price controls. Add all the other idiocy promised by the Politburo. Take allocation of labor, for example. Question. If you can only work at a particular job ordained by the socialist state according to national need, what's to stop you from working wherever the hell you actually want? Answer. Gated districts with checkpoints manned by military or sometimes secret police. Papers, please! Never mind the civic resentment this cultivates and the necessity to head off potential revolution through show of fucking force. What is he talking about? None of this has anything to do... Not only does this not have anything to do with socialism, this doesn't have anything to do with his dumbass definition of socialism. This I feel like I'm watching fucking the Infowars. What is he talking about? He's losing it. Yeah, this yeah, this really does feel like a conspiracy like late night radio channel. This is like this is fucking wild. He now he's talking about checkpoints? Do we just let him go? I guess I'll just let him go. Oh yeah, true. These are all definition these are all the government doing something. What's his definition of socialism? His definition of socialism is anytime the government does anything or anytime anyone critiques capitalism, but not when societies that do those things are effective, those are actually capitalism. He is an Alex Jones fan? Damn. Well, didn't fall far from the tree. Beginning to see why socialism always winds up in jackboots and beatings, because otherwise, without Himmler or his like, every item, no matter how municipal or innocuous, from welfare to fucking price policing, is utterly unenforceable. And the Nazis didn't even need this excuse to unleash their totalitarian wet dream, for the record, because by the time price controls were on the menu, motherfuckers were well on their way to World War II. Price controls became a happy byline to beating political enemies and rounding up undesirables. Soviet Russia took this a step further, by enshrining in its political document. I've got it. I've decoded this man's brain-dead, meth-addled argument. This person is an anarcho-capitalist. They're an anti-statist. And to them, all forms of statism are bad, and socialism, and Nazism, and fascism, all at the same time. So he's coming at this from an anarcho-capitalist perspective. It all fits. He quoted fucking Mises earlier. He spoke positively of the Austrian school of economics. He talked about the New Deal wrangling America. He's spoken positively about private industry and negatively about any form of state control. And the one time that argument would work against him with Sweden, he turned around and said, well, actually, Sweden is more laissez-faire than America. But... He's a Trump supporter, which means that he's not actually an ANCAP. Everything I just said is a lie. Those are the ideological principles he pretends to have, but in reality, he is a fascist. 
And because fascism is, generally speaking, deliberately incoherent, he can hold all of those positions, but nonetheless engage in the kind of anti-intellectualism, the kind of um, historical revisionism that you would see associated with fascism. It all fits. It all fits! Yeah, and caps historically have aligned themselves with uh, authoritarian um, movements. Yeah, yeah, ANCAPs are basically just fascists. Anarcho-capitalism is a completely non-functioning ideology. It's unsustainable. It doesn't, it can't, it can't exist. It, it's, its principles are antithetical to themselves. So, instead of being an anarcho-capitalist, what if you say you're one because it's super extra cool, but in reality, you support things that are more typically aligned with fascism? So I'm just gonna... I'm just going to take a couple of guesses here. Something tells me that Big Brain over here is extremely skeptical of intellectualism. He literally said he knew better than 80 years of historical consensus in the video description of this, of this piece, this little fucking word vomit salad he's working on. Um, I'm going to guess he's reactionary. That is to say he has very negative views of things like uh, queer people or trans people or, uh, or racial, uh, uh, you know, integration. I'm going to guess he's highly suspicious of multiculturalism as a concept. I'm going to guess that in many cases his anarcho-capitalist views are actually a vehicle for him criticizing the state whenever it does something that would make life better for poor people or black people or gay people. I just, I've got a thought. Not that I'm going to waste my brain cells going into this guy's other videos. Holy shit, this is so much worse than I thought it would be. The seizure of all property by the state, meaning a black market was literal fucking theft from Stalin or Uncle Adolf's back pocket, which is Damn. why in both Nazi Germany and the USSR, black market activity ended in execution. In both nations, economic policy was specified as more than a mere guidepost for market activity, but as the sovereign law of the land. No so. Sovereign law of the land. Hmm. nation naturally being able to function if it were being subverted. And as such... This is all word vomit, by the way. Nothing that he's saying has any meaning. There's no point in me stopping to critique what he's saying because it would literally, it would all be me asking him to define his terms or saying that a sentence was incoherent. Dealing black market goods on the sly was expounded in the law as an act of outright sabotage. Perhaps more than any other single lie in all of American academia, the myth of the unmade Marxist utopia that might exist. Ha! Hey, if anyone ever wants a real kick, by the way, find this comic. This was like a 50-page propaganda comic that they did, that the American government did on communism. Um, it was like the FBI, the back of the front page was signed by like, by like the FBI director of the time. You should, this comic is fucking sick. It's full of, oh God, we should go over it sometime on stream. It's full of quotes like, um, it's full, it'll, it'll be stuff like, um, I think you've seen some of it. It's stuff like, it was, the image is like a bunch of Soviet soldiers taking a uh, golden, like uh, uh, golden candlesticks and stuff out of an Orthodox church. And the Orthodox minister is like, you, you can't take away uh, 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 gold! And then the Soviet soldier is like, <laughs> this gold will fetch a high price at the communal market. Now, this church can be used to worship the true god, communism. It's, it's stuff like that. It's like really good. And it's 60 pages long, and they put effort into it. It's really good.
what was the name of the ANCAP guy, Razor Fist praised? Ludwig Meisius. It's really fucking good. I've read it multiple times. Did they rape the nuns too? They did They did a whole thing. I mean, listen, this is from the fucking thing right here. Communism is the answer to all the world's problems. It will bring you a heaven on earth in which everyone will be happy. It's so good. It's so fucking good. What is simply too impractical to implement because of the dark desires of man is among the most pernicious, invidious fucking lies ever formulated. Pernicious, invidious. Oh, I love that. Um, wait, can we listen to that again? The dark desires of man utopia that might exist, but is simply too impractical to implement because of the dark desires of man is among the most pernicious, invidious fucking lies ever formulated. Because the dark, because the dark desires of man is one of the most pernicious, invidious. What was the rest of it? The dark desires of man is among the most pernicious, Invi invidious fucking lies ever formulated. Fucking lies ever formulated because the dark desires of man is one of the most pernicious, invidious fucking lies ever formulated. What the f- How old is this guy? Wait, hold on. Really quickly. Come on. How old is this guy? What is this? Razor fist. Please give me. YouTube fandom wiki? Sure. Age 34. Ah, oh my god, is this really what he looks like? Like, this is his... Ooh, the excellence of elocution. <laughs> oh god, I hope I don't end up like this when I'm old. Oh god. Oh Jesus Christ. Please tell me, guys, there are normally warning signs for this, right? I'm not gonna just wake up one day with my with my greasy shoulder-length hair, the shades I wear indoors, my leather jacket draped over my scrawny, bony physique, and a fucking uh, a Luger pistol and in, in like shitty off-brand leather glove. Uh, please tell me. Yeah, this picture does have a smell. Hey, yeah, how many katanas does this guy own? Thirty-four. Holy shit. All right, listen. Uh, do you think he wears the gloves during sex? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine the fucking noise to the squeaking as he like goes in and out, you know? Oh. All right. Can we finish this fucking shit show? Because when you analyze these models, one fact screams into view. Stalin didn't exploit the ideology of Engels and Marx. Marxism made Joseph Stalin. Really? It made Mussolini, and it made Hitler too. Stalin didn't exploit the ideology of Engels and Marx. Marxism made Joseph Stalin. So... I like how his evidence that Marxism invariably led to Joseph Stalin. By the way, there have been like authoritarian leaders that have been propped up by the U.S. I don't know if this guy would say Adam Smith made Erdogan or made the Saudi monarchy, you know, or like made the South Korean dictatorship or made Bolsonaro, you know, anything like that. Or made any of the other innumerable fascist dictatorships that the United States has propped up. I don't know if he'd make those claims, because those would conflate his points. Um, I like how his evidence here is that Joseph Stalin, the who is the leader of the Russian Communist Party, said communist things. 
that that's his that's what he got just like if you could probably find a quote of Elliot Rogers saying that he enjoys masturbation and then like you would get a bit I and then when when Eve ate from the apple and brought sin into the minds of man and taught us self-pleasure she made Elliot Rogers like I don't know I just can't I just, I can't get I can't get in the headspace, you know. I... It made Mussolini, Do and it. it made Hitler too. It required. Wait, there were two Hitlers. Holy shit! This guy's on some next level shit. Him and it always fucking will. The difference in terms of practical application between the twin branches of socialism is a matter of picking your Deus Ex play style. Bolsheviks blow down the front fucking door, lay waste uh, to the NSF. Please don't do Deus Ex dirty like this. And seize the means of production down the barrel of a GEP gun. Nazis implement socialism by stealth, depriving the public of their property slowly, by degrees, but under no less overt a threat of force. And again, Nazi Germany increased the power of the private sector, but go off, King. Subjugate the GEP gun! Island one hacked security terminal at a time. Bernie bros can pound on that caps lock key and shriek, Socialist Nazis are just a meme, and storm fronters can cry and call me a fence sitter all you fucking like, princess. The record is the record the quotes are the quotes and i don't remember any of the bilderbergs drafting hitler's speeches or economic policy forum i'm razor fist god fucking speed i did not expect that video to be that bad or that cringy holy shit hey guys a little bit of a forewarning there you could ignore the past 30 minutes of this video Holy shit, this was so fucking embarrassing. I guess I guess I'll I guess I'll just do it now. Um hey Razorfist, I don't know if you like know or hear there's like two thousand people watching. I guess that's a good number of people. They're probably gonna pass this message along. You're like subhumanly stupid. Like like it's actually wow, I knew. I mean, the argument like Nazis were socialists is already like you have to be brain dead to believe it, but you like actually took it to a new level. You are like you, you're like a chef who showed me a new way to make a hamburger. My whole life I've been eating hamburgers and I, I'll take the, I'll take the, the hamburger, I'll bite it and I'll think like, um, and I'll think, yep, that sure was a stupid YouTube video. The Nazis were not socialist, but you're like an artisanal chef. You've got stars coming out your ass. You fucking, you whipped together. It's incredible. I've never had something like it before. I've never actually watched a video accusing socialists of being Nazis, Nazis being socialists, what have you, and came out of it genuinely wanting to end my life. Um, uh, um, but I can't end my life because I need you to die before me. It's very important to me, ethically, that you die before me. And you're 10 years older than me. So there's a decent chance of that happening. So that's my, what I've got right here. If anyone wants really quickly a sort of like counter argument to all of this, because most of this you can't even counter argue. He's literally just like grandstanding and quickly reciting quotes while lying about definitions. But if you want like a really quick answer here. So socialism is a form of economic organization where the workers control the means of production. So collectively owned. 
by the people who work there. This is in contrast to capitalism with private ownership of the means of production, meaning it is possible for you to own something and not work there, and for a person to work somewhere but not own the place. So, that is the contrast. Now, fascism is an authoritarian system of, 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 sta of state control, and it's very incoherent by design because fascism is founded on anti-intellectualism in ways that capitalism and socialism aren't. Capitalism and socialism have very cogent, concrete, coherent theories that explain how it works and why we want it and blah, blah. Fascism doesn't work that way because fascism is built off an illness in the human mind. Fascism is built off of anti-intellectualism, of tribalism. It's an assertion of values that are deliberately anti-realist in the hopes of eventually creating a, a popular will strong enough to form a state around or to build a state around that communal will, or to lie about that communal will and just endow that communal will in the hierarchies that sit atop that society and hoping everyone else just sort of deals with it. It tends to be very exclusionary and tends to make people very, very miserable. Big surprise. Now, it is possible to be a Nazi and to be a socialist. This is possible. As I said earlier, these were Strasserites. You know, so workers seize the means of production, but also fuck the Jews and black people. It's possible. The only problem is the Nazis had all those people killed, backstabbed them. And Hitler decried Marxism, Hitler decried the USSR, Hitler said that socialism and communism were Jewish plots to undermine the Aryan Germans. Um, Hitler... Uh, uh, expanded private industry, gave power to private capitalists and private ownership. Um, Hitler did basically everything a socialist wouldn't do. And I think it goes without saying that socialism isn't when you have welfare programs or public works programs or when you work to lower unemployment. These are all very, very basic facts. All of them seem to have skipped Razor Fist by. The only reason for this is, I assume, because Razor Fist is either catatonically stupid or because Razor Fist is a liar who is so clouded by his ideological bias that he is unwilling to actually reasonably examine the issues before him. My guess is both. I'm guessing that he is both an ideologue and a fucking idiot. Anyway, I have discussed Nazism, Fascism, and Socialism, and Capitalism all more extensively on my channel before. So if you somehow watched this video because right now it's a live stream, but one day it'll be a video. Wanting to know more about this stuff? The info's out there. Maybe I'll talk about it more. I gotta do a Politics 102 video sometime. But anyway, that was horrible. <laughs>